I saw exactly what I've always felt about Donnie Weeboy. And I saw that girl can't protect her child. Margaret Jimmy is her boy. He's your grandson. We're trying to locate a Donnie Weeboy. He married our son's widow. Got our grandson with him. You let it be known you're looking for a wee boy. I'll find you. We thought we'd see Jimmy, since we're in the neighborhood. Since you're in the neighborhood. Go careful. Where in the hell are we? We came to see our grandson. My boy doesn't have to answer to you. And we don't have to answer to you. Whoa. <laughs> Come with us. No. He'd kill me. Him and his mother. Your grandson. He's a wee boy now. You're with me on this, right? Right behind him. He hit Lorna. You hit your wife. Like. Don't start what you can't finish. Welcome back to the one and only Minorities Report Film Podcast, the review edition. And this is your colorful perspective into Let Him Go. Your favorite minorities are back, and the report is in. My name is Shama, and as always, here with me, Raul. What's up, what's up? Before we start talking about the film, make sure you give the show a follow at mreportfilm on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe to our website for any and all new content at mreportpod.com. Today on the report, we are reviewing the new movie from Focus Features, distributed by Universal, Let Him Go. Non-spoiler at first, followed by a very brief spoiler-filled conversation. I gotta say, I love I love that, that you pronounce the film, Let Him Go. Whereas like, I feel like here, we would have been like, Let Him Go. You let know, him go. You know, oh yeah, you know that that new movie that just came out to, to, to theaters. Let him go. Yeah, I want to go see that. You're like, oh yeah, let him go. <laughs> anyway, the synopsis. Here we go. Following the tragic loss of their son, retired sheriff George Blackledge and his wife Margaret leave their Montana, whoa, Montana, Montana ranch to rescue their young grandson from the clutches of a dangerous family in the Dakotas, headed by matriarch Blanche Weeboy. When they discover the wee boys have no intention of letting the child go, George and Margaret are left with no choice but to fight for their family. It is written and directed by Thomas Bazooka. Bazooka? Bazooka? I think it's Bazooka. It's written and directed by Thomas Bazooka. It's based on the novel by Larry Watson, and it is starring the marvelous Diane Lane, my man Kevin Costner, 
Leslie Manville, Kaylee Carter, and Jeffrey Donovan. It was scheduled to release August 21st, right, Shama? Yes. And, uh, and got, I mean, like, like, uh, is the story of this year, got pushed to now. And it is releasing, uh, November 5th. Now. Yeah. Uh, uh, listen, uh, this, this film is, so you can get an, an idea of it. It's, it's a beautiful suspense thriller with themes of a familial bond, love, uh, attachment, and the innate, parental desire which shama understands to protect your children and hold on to them with all you have shama i don't know if you remember uh but we actually saw a clip of this earlier like way earlier this year and i remember they said oh it's not coming out till august and i was like man this is such an early clip uh do you remember uh, watching that clip oh yeah i do remember we watched a couple of scenes earlier this year and uh, i thought like wow is it a Kent family reunion? You know, like, we've only seen Diane Lane and Kevin Costner before in the Superman universe. That's it, right? Right, right, right. right. Exactly. Uh, uh, Diane Lane, Kevin Costner, a.k.a. Mr. and Mrs. Superman, right? Uh, the Kents. In uh, this, they're coming together again as as loving husband and wife. Uh, a dear uh, Martha. Oh, God. Who has... <laughs> Martha. 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 Why <laughs> Superman's mom and Batman's mom are named Martha? Uh, listen, the thing is, the important thing is that Dianne has a heart big enough to make friends out of two enemies like Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. Wow. Not to Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill, but like uh, Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne. Yeah, we don't, we don't actually know about the relationship between Ben, ben and Henry. And Henry. Uh, so don't quote us on that. Okay. <laughs> All jokes aside, I got to say. That, that's, you know, what we what reference is actually one of my favorite things about this film. The familiarity Lane and Costner have with each other. Um, like, I, I completely bought that they've been married for a lifetime. I, I really did. Their chemistry together is phenomenal. Uh, they play off each other really, really well. Uh, put aside that they're both seasoned veterans, unless they hate each other <laughs> in real life, which I assume they don't. God, we're talking about a lot of actors' hatred that we don't know about. Um, I assume they don't. Like, there must be a certain comfort in working alongside someone you already have uh, rapport with, right? Uh, especially if you get to serve in the same role as, like, you know, being married. A- actors have to be so vulnerable. On top of that, they have to learn to work with the other person so they can both get the very best out of each other. Lane and Costner were able to skip that initial step because they've worked together in, in the DC universe as husband and wife, as the Kents. Um, so they were able to just just resync. Is that a word? Yeah, I re-sync. think resync is a word, but like it's not commonly used. Yeah, they had to pick up. They get to pick up where they left off. You know, minus the superhero element. Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, actually, I I believe the same way. I felt the same way. You know, um, that like. We know them. We know that they are there. Exactly. You know, like so. And what to always say or also say about this film? It's not only a film about grandparents and their journey for finding their grandson or to let him go, as the title presumes, or let him go, as the title presumes, as well for me. It's mainly a family drama, but with some, can you say, like adrenaline rush, like adrenaline-inducing story? Yeah. They tried really to blend thriller and action with this drama to spice the film up. And I believe they succeeded. 
I love that you started with performances. Really. Like, if we are discussing the pros about the I'd film... Say, I'd say I started with relationships. But yeah, performance. <laughs> yeah, because like, performance is the main cause that you see this relationship on screen right, in right, that right, way. Right, yeah. Because at the end, they are actors. At the beginning, they are actors. So between the beginning and the end, succeeding in becoming actors and <laughs> portraying these characters on TV, you know? Or in cinema, or in the silver screen. I have no idea what you just said, but I get it. Man, okay. <laughs> I also add my voice to what you said earlier about their chemistry which was definitely one of the main things that made us feel that we knew these, the, this couple before, mm-hmm. you know? I know that, like, when I say new, you get, like, some confusion, Raul, because, like, I, I meant, like, saying new, like, K-N-E-W, not new, like, new people, you know? Yeah, the new people, I get you. Yeah. I'm saying, like, really, their chemistry, definitely one of the best things about this movie. It made us feel that we have known this couple before, Especially that it's happening in the Midwest and not far away from their previous house as Kent's in Kansas. Here are like in Montana or Montana, like the way you, you say it. Or a short drive, short drive from Kansas. Exactly. I really enjoyed, I really, really enjoyed the independent, strong, caring, dedicated um, attitude for Margaret's character that's portrayed, that actually was excellently portrayed by Diane Lane. Mm-hmm. The story here is like mainly we are dealing with a grandchild arc as the main storyline. But Dan's performance made us never forget about the story of the mother losing her son Mm. and the connection between them. We can see the sorrow, the pain, the sadness in her eyes throughout the film, remembering him without adding so much in words to describe her feelings. This yeah, is her, so successful. The nuance in her performance is excellent. Like, yes. like just the, the look in her eyes, the pain that like, and, and but also the joy, you know, because she there's a lot of moments where she has memories that are just really good, and you just get to enjoy those with her. Again, like you said, with very little words. Yeah, it's really it's good. Yeah. Roller coaster of emotions, really. And the director succeeded, and she succeeded in showing it to us in several sequences without showing any, without saying any words. She being Diane, not the director. Which is a he. Yes, I mean, like, the director and she. As like, far as we know. Yes. Moving to Kevin Costner's performance, you know, and how we, we I got, uh, let's say it personally, I, I got it from the trailer or what the trailer implied for me that, like, he can just be another farmer and former sheriff from the Midwest, but his strong grip to all the aspects of the character from being, like, calm? Can, we, can I say calm about him? Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, like you mean like uh, complacent? Like yeah, he was calm, self-indulgent. He was complacent, as you said. Like when, when his, when his wife also needed like something more, um, or more support, or or she's not satisfied with what's happening, he can show more. But other than like the pressure of this, he's complacent with what's happening. He's like, yeah. he's like, okay, this is my fate. This is my destiny. I'm okay with that. Not being negative. I I, I know like some people can can misuse. Or can misunderstand people say being like complacent as like they they give up? No, they don't give up. They're just like they are just happy with what they have. And he's 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 one one of these people in yeah, this yeah. film. Yeah, he finds joy in the little things in life. He's lived his life, and now he's just like, oh, I'm retired. He's living his retired life in reality. Yeah, like me, you know. <laughs> but I don't want to forget. Yo, uh, continuing on performances, uh, Jeffrey Donovan. Who is so good. Listen, I feel like this guy is such an underutilized actor. I've thought that since uh, uh, Burn Notice, right? Is that That's a USA show, right? 
burn yeah. sure let's say burn notice on usa many years ago um ever since then I've, I've thought this guy was great in that show and ever since then we see him here and there a little bit you know different different performances different movies different shows things like that but never as much as i feel like we should like i, I genuinely i've wondered if he's if he's just like maybe he's i don't know you know how some actors are just difficult to work with so they don't get as much work as they yeah. should, according to their yeah. talent. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. But, like, I, I feel like every time I see this guy, I feel like he's a really, really talented guy. He's so recognizable. But he's he's really, really talented. He's able to adapt into these characters. And in this, he plays this creepy, slightly menacing character you immediately uh, feel uneasy around. Ladies, I'm sure you know the kind of guy I'm talking about. Uh, you see, You see him talk. A few minutes, and you see how manipulative and street smart and just like, you know, middle-aged man he is. Um, and, and he's, he's yeah, he's, he's, he's just really, really good like at, at playing this, this role that immediately puts you on edge, you know, puts the hairs up in the back of your neck because you feel so, you, you feel like you, you, you are uncomfortable immediately around him. He, he, and he plays this role so 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 well and you get so much from his character from his choice of words and his mannerisms he's he's really 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 good oh absolutely like jeffrey donovan since the first second of the first scene we sh- we see him in this movie i said like oh my god like we're gonna see like some kind of disdain attitude like you know like yeah, his, he's really good yeah. he's really good like immediately <laughs> unlikable <laughs> immediately unlikable but like, in like a way that you're like you're fascinated by him and like there was like a scene in the car, I said like, "Oh my God, what gonna happen? What gonna happen?" Like was like he's he's creepy and what, but he he nailed the role, he nailed it. And also like well, another performance that was really great and and greatly perfectly placed, great casting for Leslie Manville. She's so good, yeah. Both of them like they were so important to portray both of these like uh, antagonists, both of these like villains, or if we can say that, to show how endearing the journey was for the Black Ledge couple. Leslie Manville's performance, like since Phantom Thread, like I know that this movie had lots of talks about it, but like her performance in that film was great. Seeing her earlier this year, Misbehavior, she was one of the best performance in the film as well. Here, yeah. she nailed the role. Like she has a wider, bigger like canvas to to play and to to work on. So she did great. I I enjoyed her performance. Yeah, she plays a woman named Blanche, and I'm just like, wow. That's a that's a name that builds character and mm. makes a woman like that. Yeah, <laughs> like she's not, she's she is scary, man. Yeah. Um, and after seeing her portray her character and and uh, Donovan portray his character, I have no interest in visiting the Dakotas. And Shama, did you live in the Dakotas? Is that is that something I'm recalling correctly? No, I remember. I like. I went there. I applied for my first internship, and I went there. And I said, like, Mm-mm, I'm not living there. It was two hours uh, away, a small city that, like, they they offered me the internship in one of the. Oh, I don't want to remember, like so, no, so, hospitals. Oh no, no, no. So you've yeah. been there. Yeah, I've been there. I don't know yeah. anybody else that's been to no. Dakota, as far as I'm aware. And l- lately, recently, we're not talking about politics, but like, no, I'm not oh, going. I'm not going to the Dakotas at all. <laughs> Yeah, this movie, it scares me. It makes the Dakota scary to me. Where did you live in the Midwest? I know you live somewhere over there. 
No, I stayed in Minnesota. Like I lived in you Minnesota lived for in like Minnesota yeah, yeah for, for less than a year. Yeah, for less. And yeah, I said like during the winter there, I said like not happening. I know, you know? man. It's between Dakota and Minnesota. Oh my God, that's not the US I see in the movies. <laughs> you know, like I love to live the Home Alone life, like the Christmas life of Home Alone. Listen, guys, if you, if but you, Chicago if, is like not you, welcoming. If, if you live in the Dakotas and the Minnesotas, plural. Anyway, if you live or listen, I'm sure you're a great person. It's one Minnesota. <laughs> like it's uh, 10,000 lakes, but it's sing, one state. Singular too. Minnesota. If you live there or in the... Listen, I, I don't doubt that you are possibly a great person. Uh, Shama. But it's just <laughs> bad choices, you know? <laughs> you want to talk about screenwriting? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was really intimidated by... by Actually, from the scene that we saw earlier this year and then when the right. trailer was released, like the, some lines from the dialogue we saw in these things showed how the film can be exciting. You know, like I was so excited to watch it when I, especially after watching the trailer and, and I said like, Oh, definitely it's on my list when it's released. Also like the, the adaptation based on, on a suc- very successful novel from Larry Watson. I remember like when this was released in 2013 or 2012, people were talking about it, it was New York bestseller. And I, and I read like uh, the preface about the, the, the story, but I, I, never, I didn't read the book. And I know that like lots of people said like it has great impact on, on lo- lots of audiences at that time. Screenplay uh, coming from a writer and the director of a film here, it, it's always challenging to have the writer and director of the film at the same time. And it's more challenging for our case here because it's based on a book. He is trying to stay as close as he can to the main storytelling in the book without making it a longer movie or cutting a lot from the story to keep the visual pace going, you know? Yeah. And also, like, we, we talked about, like, the great pros in this film as performances and, like, screenplay here. Talking about the visuals, since I just mentioned visual pace, you know, the visuals will take us to the outstanding cinematography. Best way to show the quest of this couple through a perfect lens. Showing their world within the context, you know, we are in the early 60s, so we had wide shots that were well implemented, showing the nature of the 60s untouched. And the grades of coloring helped with the indoor close-ups and side angles. I'm truly impressed with the DP and the cinematographers in, the, in this film. Um, it, it was really good job. Like, blended and mixed with, the, with great art design, which was so pivotal, showing how healthy and cheerful the environment of the Black Ledges are living, like Diane Lane and Kevin Costner's characters and their family living in their ranch. Great usage of the melancholy wallpapers in the place, like reflecting the design of every character, reflecting the the characteristics of every personality. We're seeing like tan and brown colors in Nevada, and then the grades of coloring are lowering and lowering since we are going to the Dakotas, and then seeing more of grayish. Yeah, that's how this how I felt it. You know, like uh, we are seeing like uh, true, authentic, genuine characters, and then we are moving to the design of the wee boys' home. That's what they call wee boys. Wee boys, yeah. Yeah, the characters. What play. a name! Exactly, like Blanche Wee Boy. You know, like this is crazy. He's like, know? I'm looking for the wee boys. I'm like, ooh, I don't think you want to look for the wee boys. Yeah. <laughs> Like their, the design of their of their home is more of a grayish and dull place, you know, like more of these old, not old, you know, like the olive green character uh, characteristics in the dining room. This um, thing Actually, that, when I think of North Dakota, I think of gray. 
because of stone gray. Yes, it's it's the, so gray. Like the, it's, well, the, the I know, I know the, the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. yeah, it's so grayish and dull. Like, and you say you see the transition throughout their their quest, their journey. There's somebody, there's some, there's somebody listening. It's like we are very vibrant people over here in the Dakotas. I'm uh, offended by your guys. Gray. You're fine. Like you're welcome <laughs> to come to North Carolina. You know, like we're not uh, like uh, that far away. We uh, are that far away. But like I mean, our hearts with you. <laughs> But for real, the, 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 yeah, the film is, is gorgeous and it's consistent. Like, I love how consistent, consistent it is throughout. Like, with the lighting, with the cinematography, uh, with the incredible shots of traveling of, 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 of the, the Midwest. You know, honestly, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, it, it looks great. The only other movie this year in my mind that, like, has captured that part of America better is Nomadland. Oh you know, God. because like it captures, but like this film also captures that that area really, really well, really, really beautifully. It just shows the nature of 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 those states it, it, incredibly well. It, it looks fantastic. Also, I'm really impressed with the director, uh, Thomas Tom Bazooka. Sure, uh, the film, like we said, looks great. He directed the characters exceptionally well, um, and he, like we said, he's he's captured that area so. Well, the film looks fantastic. I like really. I only have two issues with this film. Like, I feel like overall we're pretty positive on this movie. Um, one of the issues I can't talk about right now. We'll talk about post spoilers in our brief conversation. Um, but the other issue I have with it is the pacing. Um, listen, I like a good slow burn, like anybody else. Um, that's not the issue. Pacing is not about quick or slow. It's more than that. It's it's hmm, it's about it has, it has to do with the feel, you know, the mood with the story. For me, this film needed to be tighter, you know, moving from one moment to the next with with a little more urgency. Because again, this is not this isn't just a drama. This is a thriller, you know. And so it needed it needed that element so that we, when a certain point of the film comes, we stay in that heightened state for longer periods of time. And I feel like there's so much, uh, so much space in this film that you, you, it allows you to come back down from those heightened moments. Shama, do you disagree with me? Am I crazy? No, I don't. You're not crazy. I like I don't disagree with you at all. And actually, I love that you said like it's it, it it it's spacing, like the spacing that needs to get things together. You know, I I I agree. I feel that this movie should have been like fifteen to twenty minutes shorter to maintain the grip. But be, saying that doesn't mean that like it's um um it's it, we lost the mood, we lost the feel of the story. No, no, we still like having the 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 grip of the main story. But at a certain point. You just feel, oh, this is unnecessary. This is unnecessary. And when this happens while you are watching from the first viewing, I don't believe that it's it's good. But I I don't want to say that um, that they did a bad job here. Just like editing needed like more of a twist of, of a grip of more of tightening, as you said, just like tightening more. But um, I wasn't annoying. I, I, it wasn't annoying for me. I wasn't annoyed by it. You know what things that should have definitely been better? That I was, while watching the film, I said like, oh, okay. And then after the film, I said like, mm, I think that this was should, should have been much better. Is the score. I felt like some of the pivotal scenes, especially hmm. the dinner sequence, 
with with what's happening after the sequence of the dinner because like it's 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 climax. It's, it's a like, great scene. Yeah. yeah, it's the most like one of the most important scenes in the movie. It could have used stronger score with more thrilling and emotional music to get the ups and downs I, at the same time. Honestly, I I don't remember the score at all, which doesn't mean for me at least it doesn't mean it's bad, right? It 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 could have served the film so well that you just didn't notice it was there, you know, just serving to elevate scenes from the background. But it seems to you it stood out as forgettable. And I can't agree or disagree with you again. But anyway, I, because I just I just don't remember it, you know, that I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. Yeah, yeah. It's just like um, it could have been better. But it's still like, you know, when you when you have overall things that that you are okay with, I'm still okay with it. Mm. As far as I have like the other other elements, other factors of filmmaking are on outstanding levels. But overall, the film is an appreciated road movie about an adventure, about a quest that concluded in a different place, actually completely different place from how it started, not like location-wise only, everything. Place of heart, place of location, place of... There's a lot of growth, yeah, it's a great arc in the movie. Yes, great arc. Story about a family that has been shattered and how they experience and overcome the obstacles they face. Not only one of... No, the whole family, the whole family had obstacles that they were facing while accepting the sacrifice that life demands. Something only older and wiser people understand, like our protagonist <laughs> in this story. Not saying that I'm wise, but I'm old, as they're like always you. saying. You know? Yeah, like you. You're very wise. <laughs> yeah, I try. No, honestly, that's a great way to put it. I was calling you old, by the way. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is very much a film uh, that people should 100% add to their watch list, especially if you like those dark family thrillers that, uh, uh, honestly, I'm having a hard time. Like, I'm trying to compare it to something, but I, I can't. I'm sure that it is that there are films out there that are like it, but nothing stands out currently in my mind. Anyway, yeah, it, it it's it's a it's a it's a really really good strong film, uh, really really enjoyable to watch, and 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 it stands out in your mind. Um, and it also the the story has this beautiful way of making you appreciate what you have yes yeah yes which is which which i think is one of the biggest things and not only in like not i'm not talking about like uh like uh material things but like your family you know and those people around you it's it, it it's beautiful in that way um also it's it's playing in cinemas already um if you feel comfortable going to check it out uh we recommend 100 go check this movie out um it's worth it if not uh in about two to three weeks it will be more than likely on your vod ready to stream Let's exactly. get to our report cards. Shama, where did you land on this one? I'm at 7.5. Oof. Me too. I am at a 7.5. I think it's a solid 7.5. Uh, really strong film for all the reasons we've already mentioned. Um, we're going to get into a very brief spoiler conversation. So if you haven't seen the film, stop now. Uh, don't forget to catch us on M Report Film, uh, on the socials at M Report Film, on all the socials, a Minority Report Film on Facebook. And our site, mreportpod.com. So, again, we're going to get into a, uh, a bit of a spoiler. So, if you have not seen the film, I say stop us right here. We'll be waiting for you when you get back after watching it. All right? So, again, spoilers ahead. So, I wanted to have a quick spoiler combo for one reason. And it's the reason I hinted out earlier. And it's uh, one of my issues with the film, Shama. 
am I the only one out of us that hates the showdown? In particular, uh, Blanche's death, right? I feel like they built all this tension, great tension, and then it ends so quickly. But not only that, she... She could have shot Diane Lane three times in the back in the time it took her to grab the shotgun, do a 180, point, and shoot. All the while, instead of shooting, Blanche is just screaming, literally just screaming. I feel like so much effort was put into this film only to have it all be hurt by the climax. Shama, what do you think? Oh, definitely. It didn't take away from from the strength of the film, but it could have been done better with different execution. Especially like we can have faster movement for Margaret, you know, like and and, and as you said, like Blanche could have been like shooting her like three times. And I tried like to pay attention while I was watching. Is she like having any uh, something that's hurting her arm? Like did she get shot? Like you know, maybe the the, the dark because uh, it was so dark inside the house, you know. Yeah. So maybe all yeah. these things were. were was she like? She, she she delivers her last line, you know, which is like, uh, I, I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's basically like, but it was a strong one. Why yeah. did you come here? You yeah. know, basically that's what she says, and then she's like, ah, <laughs> and then like Diana is like, ah, shotgun, ah, turn around, ah, bam, like, and and she took forever going up the it, stairs, and took forever getting the shot, everything took forever, and took forever when she was like checking Kevin Costner's like body and like with, also, and and he and. You remember, like we said, like he seems as if he's giving up. Yes, even there, he's still alive. It's just I give up. Like I'm yeah. ready, ready to Also, die. Mr. Blacklist, uh, uh, why why didn't he just knock out the girl's husband right uh, uh, while he was still in bed? Like the whole time, I was like, for sure, he's gonna make the guy. He's gonna hit the guy in the temple. You know, maybe turn, make him uh, lay on your stomach and then pop him in the back of the head, knock him out. No, instead, he just sits here the whole time with his shotgun. To the guy's face, and I and I just don't get it. I think it's just like the last three minutes of the film that this is happening. So don't let this take away from from how strong it was written and directed. And I also really, really love the closing scene of the film, like seeing the house burning on one side oh, and beautiful. the sun yeah. is rising on the other side. And when she was hugging that guy, and they look in her eyes to the girl and the grandson, all these things were like really really well executed and and added to the great coloring and cinematography because you can see like the darkness fading you know like with the sunrise and you can see their their faces are getting brighter and things are getting better so promising a better beginning another future with things getting much better but overall um even with these some glitches at the end it wasn't that disappointing no i think i think overall the film is still really 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 strong um it's just a personal taste. Also, I was sad that the kid didn't go with them. Mm-hmm. I was, I was like, "What do you have holding you here, to Just, just go with them. Go." I really thought he was going to go and be a helper in the farm. You know, I don't know. but it, it, it's not, it's not um, practical. Not, 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 not really. Like sometimes, like people do, just like will not move and leave their life for somebody. You know, like even if they were helping them that much. I don't know, but I like how it ended. I mean, maybe they have to stick to the book as well. So that's fair. It it is based on a novel, although it is uh, not uncommon for movies to be like, "We love the novel, but <laughs> but we're gonna change it completely." Yes. 
Now, we're grateful that uh, I, I, you know what? I haven't read the novel, so I can't say that they didn't do that. Uh, but I'm hopeful they didn't. Um, but yeah, again, overall, like th- these are just little nitpicky things that, you know, stood out for me that I want to discuss in the spoiler section. Um, but that's it overall. Love the movie. Uh, rated it fairly high. And uh, definitely is a must watch on our book, right, Shama? Oh, yeah, definitely. And actually, I, I'm thinking of reading the book, you know, because wow. I really want to know how it... And maybe it will be added to my uh, Audible list for my audio books. I, like, I enjoy reading uh, or listening to books is lately. Li- is listening to books the same as reading books? No, it's I, like, it's, it's, it's not. Because reading books, you are creating your... your yeah, by the background, you are creating your imagination. Listening to the books... Especially like the narrated by experienced professional people, yeah. they their voices and the changes in their voices may create something in the background that you are still like listening to a radio show, you know, or listening to a radio series or these things. But because there's no time to be like to be sitting down and reading a book in its entirety, like before, like in, in three days, like what I used to do, or two days. Now I just like while I'm driving, I listen to part of the book. While I'm in the shower, I listen to part of the book. You know, like I'm yeah. especially with technology around us. I'm trying like to use the best out of the time. You got to do it. You got to talking about uh, audiobooks completely off topic. Matthew McConaughey's book came out. Yeah, yeah, it's on my Amazon list I for Christmas. Am so excited and he narrates the audiobook so actually let me get the audiobook yes, and we can listen saying. to it yeah we yeah. gotta listen to it yeah. there are some crazy stories in there i'm so excited to, i'm so excited to, to listen to this book. and his personality is a very rich personality <sighs> every time i listen especially after the oscars when he gave he gave his speech then i was listening to his interview with i think entertainment or like some of the big tv channels like that time and i said Wow, what a great personality! And like, I started like listening to interviews, and he has lots of 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 things happening in his life that's like not uncommon, you know. He was so, on a, he was on an armchair expert pod, oh, and uh, they had a great conversation about uh, about his life and the book and and everything. Uh, yeah, you should listen to that one. I know you like uh, you like pods while you're in the shower. <laughs> so, well, anyway, that's it, guys. That's all we got for you today. On let him go or. Let him go. Let him go. Um, everyone, please make sure you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you know, you can real quick just click on the stars. As um, always, five stars preferred. But hey, we want to hear your thoughts. So if you have a little bit more time, you're able to type out your your uh, thoughts on the show. We really do appreciate that. Helps you find us and helps us climb the charts. Also, make sure you check out the website mreportpod.com for all the latest all the new stuff uh written content written reviews we got a lot of reviews coming out for uh still coming out for film festivals for like uh, chicago international film fest 919 a lot of stuff that you can look out uh look out for so keep an eye out for that mreportpod.com shama where can people find you on the interwebs interwebs i'm on instagram and twitter at muhammad shama and you can find me at the Raul Nevado. You can find us at Minority Support Film on Facebook and at M Report Film on Twitter on Instagram. Hey, be a part of the show. If you have a report, let us know. This is yours, Minorities Report. Peace.